Carlene plus Jamie. And today we want to thank you for tuning into our episode. We're talking about Dr. Christina Cleveland's book, God is a Black Woman. And we just wanted to share our thoughts, our views on it, and how it's helped us in our own liberation work. So as you are listening, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast to all your friends and your family. And thank you for being supporters of the Carlene Plus Jamie podcast. forward to the sabbath as well Mm -hmm. um because it 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 just once again is a a, a, it's almost like a chance to reset Mm -hmm. (laughs) to reset let's try again next week (laughs) Mm -hmm. but god definitely knew what he was doing or what she was doing (laughs) okay you're going there already i'm going there already um uh based on what she was doing um um by saying on the Sabbath day to rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yo, so you went there. As you can see, the title of this episode is God is a Black Woman. Now, we want to put the disclaimer out there. Yes, let's just go ahead and put it out there in the atmosphere. About This is our own deconstruction work that mm-hmm. we were doing, our own liberation work our own anti-oppression work that we've been doing as a couple and we want to share it with you so we are not trying to impose or you know uh, uh or, or or do anything to 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 force what we've been doing upon you but we just want to share our journey right yes and so carlene you this week well, you want to say something Go yes ahead. i do i also want to say that we understand that this conversation may be hard for some Mm -hmm. we also believe and understand that this conversation might be difficult for some to even fathom we understand that Mm -hmm. and this may be a conversation that may not be for everyone Mm -hmm. we understand that as well and as we come and as we present this or you know in our own authentic way understand that it's not for everybody Mm -hmm. and that's okay like we're good. Like you logged off. It's okay. Like it's not like a, a ding at all to to us at all. We understand everyone has their own journey, right? And we accept it. We receive it. But this is something that um, this 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 awakening or awareness of sorts of this topic has just been something that has been gnawing on both of us. And we're just like, yo. Let's just go ahead and talk about this. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. Yeah. Talking and I, about you it. know, and for the most part, I believe that, you know, our our uh, audience is an open minded audience. They rock with us. Yeah. They know we're coming from a Facts. place of love. And, you know, and we just want to share with them and hear what they have to think about it. Right. <laughs> so I'm, right. I've been I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited that sometimes that we could. Uh, move away from talking about our relationship and that we could talk about our relationship with God and our relationship with ourselves, right? And interaction with others and, uh, you Mm. know, deconstruction, decolonization, all of that. So, Mm. Carlene, Mm. what have you been reading? What, what, What is going on? 
I've been reading, I recently picked up a book that you actually recommended that someone else recommended to you. And I had no idea what this book was about. I don't, I, I've, prior to you sharing it with me, I never knew, I didn't hear about it before. Now I'm usually, um, I'm, I'm into reading just about everything except sci-fi or, um, uh, mystery or that's the genres that I don't necessarily like would go to firsthand, but I definitely, um, like a little bit of historical fiction or sometimes just reading about our history. Like I have, uh, the 1619 project in my, um, queue to read. Um, and so when Jamie told me about this, um, this book, I was just like, um, I was just like, all right, cool. Like, I thought it was more like a story, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like a fiction fiction or a nonfiction book, but I had no clue. But I, he told me about this book, God is a Black Woman by um, uh, Dr. Christina, what's her name? Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, so that is the book that I've been reading um, as of late. And I'm listening to it on, on, on Audible. Um, I don't actually have the book, but I will, I need to buy the actual book because there's so many things in that book that I'm like, Ooh, I need to underline that. Ooh, I need to come back and, 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 and process that a little bit more longer. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm reading. So that's what's up. So little, little, uh, thing about me. I don't read novels. Like that's the, mm -hmm. those type of books don't. I don't pick Excite those books you. up, even though I need to, because I know it'll help with writing and imagination. I mostly read for information. So if it's a book that is going to inform me, that's going to challenge my thinking, like mm -hmm. I have a saying, if it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. So I like to read books that will test and challenge the way I think. So I'm mm -hmm. open to new ideas. And when I saw I saw the cover of the book mm -hmm. and I had wanted to purchase it before mm -hmm. and then I was with my friend, Reverend Camilla Hall Sharp, who's a genius in her own right. Mm -hmm. I showed her that it was in my sample list and she was like, read it, you need to read it. So once she recommended it, I was like, absolutely. The funny thing is I recommended it to Carlene and she started reading it before I did. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten to it yet, mm -hmm. but we've been going through it together because she would play stuff, yeah, she yo. would tell me stuff <laughs> and we're just like, you know, it's just confirming and just challenging all of the stuff that we've been thinking. And it, I'm going to say this before we get into the book. I already know that by the title of the podcast, that there were some people that already challenged by just seeing that title. Oh, yeah. That are already like resistant. Like what? I was what? resistant. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm like, I, again, I thought it was a different kind of book. So I'm thinking like it's a it's a novel, right? About God, you know, maybe there's a twist on it in some way. Um, but the title itself speaks so much. Yeah. Volume. So, so, so we could get it. So let me ask you, mm -hmm. what impact has the book had on you? How... And I know you're not finished with it yet. You're still mm -hmm. going through it. Still going through but it. But for the chapters that you've listened to, that you have uh, listened to, what kind of impact has it had on you already? Like, what's it doing to you? It's allowing me. <laughs> it is challenging me. 
that's what it is. It's challenging the way that I have been taught to think about God and it's impacted in how I see God, how I view God. Um, so much so that, oh man, it has, it has spoken to so many parts of me as a black woman, um, in that's living in America and how I've been beholden to the construct of male masculinity, like male, male, what is it? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Male dominance or patriarchy. Maleness, hegemonic power structure. All of that. All of that. Stuff. All of that. So it's challenging me because now my awareness is there, right? I'm now aware of like, what? <laughs> I've never even gone there. I've never even thought about that. Or even if I did, my initial response would be that's heresy. Like that, what? Like that's that's something that goes completely against everything that I've been taught as a Adventist, as a Christian. So right. it's impacted me in so many ways. Right. And, and this is how I always know a book has an impact on Carlin because she can't wait to talk to me. About oh, my gosh. It. So <laughs> she's driving home. She's driving home. I'm at home. I'm doing work. I got to out of nowhere, randomly in the conversation, she's like, close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes. So I'm like, all right, my eyes are closed. And she's driving. She's like, close your eyes. Now, what is it? Picture God or imagine God. Mm-hmm. What do you see? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I close my eyes. I see a light, right? Like, she's like, oh, that's what you saw? Right. So I'm like, yeah, that's what I saw. She was like, that's interesting because I saw a white male. But you're you're skipping ahead. Like, where are you going? <laughs> I'm, 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 what I'm talking about is like the how the, the impact, book, the how impact it's of the book, gotcha. the book impacted you, and how gotcha. you like this one part of the book. You just had to immediately call me and do that exercise with me. Yeah, because it's literally mind blowing. Like it is uh, so mind blowing. So going back to, I, I'm sorry about that. I was like, wait, wait, where are we going? <laughs> I was a little lost. Yeah. Now I'm back on track. All right. I'm back on track. Forgive me for that. Um, So as I'm reading the book, as Jamie said to Jamie's point, like, I just have to get it out. Like, I have to, like, talk to someone about it. And so when there was a part of the book, like, she's talking about how ideas form our, um, how ideas, what we think forms how we perceive how we interact with people how we how we react how the how society is structured is based on ideas right and the idea of god being a white she calls it what does she call it a white male white male god she's saying that that we have been subjected to this image of god um and and how it has shaped us culturally how it's shaped how we perceive um how we perceive god and all the like and so in the exercise she asked or in the book it was just like what is your um when you close your eyes what do you see when you when you when you think of god right when you think of god what do you see and when i i I was driving at the time but um I was just like, okay, I need to see what what image do I see that comes to mind when I think of God. And the first image that came to mind was the image that all of us have seen with Jesus, blue eyed, white, 
hair slicked back, um, straight nosed. We usually, I usually saw him in on, on in our churches. Like we'll see him in churches, maybe in the pastor's office. We'll, I'll, I probably saw it like um, during um, what are those things called? Like uh, evangelistic meetings. Like in the slides, you'll see that image of Jesus step to Christ. That image of I think he was on a rock or something. I don't know. But those are the images that I remember that I always saw of God. And so initially, like automatically, my brain just went to that image. And so you had something to say? Yeah. So I was going to say, I would have answered your question differently if you had asked me when you close your eyes and imagine <laughs> Jesus. Right. Because I picture God, like I told you, I picture God as just a light. Mm -hmm. Right. As just a being. Right. But if you told me. To picture Jesus, mm -hmm. even though I know Jesus is not white, mm -hmm. even though I know Jesus looks more like a Palestinian, mm -hmm. I would still see that image of white. I would still see the image of Jesus on the rock with the children or the crusade mm -hmm. picture of Jesus with his arms wide open. Right. And, you know, a bunch of white people waiting to go to heaven. And, you know, there's like a sprinkle of few black people in there as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if I would feel like if I would ask somebody, what do you, when you close your eyes and when you see Jesus, mm -hmm. what do you see? Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to say this, that after our conversation, mm -hmm. I began to think about how I see God mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll get more into it. But I think that's how... That's how I think about, like, if you had asked me that question about, instead of not asking, like, how do you picture God, but how do you picture Jesus? I would have, I would have, I would have defaulted to that. That image. That the weird, same image I Yeah, the talked. weird guy with the long hair. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Hadessa says, I think of God as a shape, uh, shape shifter. Shape shifter. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew says, I hear Morgan Freeman. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And Nicole says, God is not flesh. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of God, I think of the, the the Trinity, right? I think of the Holy Spirit as, I don't know, like this spirit. I think of God also, God the Father as almost like a spirit. But I also, when I think about God, my automatic thing is going to that picture of Jesus, right? And mm -hmm. God in, in flesh, right? In that form. And so that is the image that she said most of us think of when we think about, um, about God. It's the white male God white, that we see white male American. And so what happens is what happens. I remember a few, like, I think when we were probably my early twenties, I remember a picture came out about, I guess, whoever did the study, they were like, this is how Jesus actually looked. And I remember my response was just like, nah, that's not my savior. What are you talking about? Right. That's not Jesus. Like I'm, I'm, I've been so conditioned to thinking or believing that this is the only image of God and I'm debunking or denouncing the fact that Jesus might actually look something like me. Like how crazy is that? Right. right. And so, um, just the book just highlights so much of this image that we have been conditioned to idolize yeah and it also highlights the anti-blackness within myself right mm -hmm. so even like for me to even imagine god as being black and to reject that is like me denying my own skin that he can't be that but i'm accepting the fact that he can be white 
Mm-hmm. Right. I'm accepting the fact that it is OK for ministers when they're doing crusades for me to be OK with seeing image after image of this weird guy with long hair. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this white guy. And to from the child to be conditioned to think that. But the book stretches even further. Right. Mm-hmm. So like she says that God is a black woman. woman. Yeah. That. Yo. For those of you who are in a place in your walk, in your journey, I admonish you to read the book with an open mind. Yes. Um, Not to be convicted or um, to be uh, changed or whatever, but just an awareness of the potential of thinking through the different, how can I say this? Like exploring the different ways that we see God. Mm-hmm. So she talks about how like seeing God as a black woman, how that for her completely shifted her, I think her, her relationship and her walk with, with God mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a, in a way that she now was able to see God in a way that he identified with her. Like the white male God, how it's been taught to us, how it's been shown to us is almost like this is the top tier. This is the um, the, the the top of the totem pole. This is how God looks. And just thinking through like for real, like God is 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 white is a white male <laughs> with blue eyes. So just, I'm going to stop you. You I'm tagging you in, but I'm just like, it's just amazing just to see how she compared the, the character of God in comparison to a woman in terms of like yeah. how God is seen. Yeah, I think what uh, from what the little that I've gleaned from the book and we have to go through it is that if we can see God as a white male, why can't we see God as a black woman? Mm -hmm. And I think what she's also saying is that let's flip the totem pole. The white male is God on Earth. Right. Like there is nowhere that a white male Christian doesn't have power and influence. That's right. The black woman is the most oppressed person Mm, on mm, earth. mm, So mm. she's saying, why can't we see? Because, because, and this is what I was going to is that if you see God as a white male, then anything that looks like a white male on earth is going to be supreme. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if you can paint Jesus, the savior white, then you're going to look at anything on earth as being superior. So, and then you will value and be beholden to that. But mm-hmm. if you see God as a black woman, yeah. you will begin to value yeah. black women's yeah. bodies, mm-hmm. black women's voices. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Common has this song and it says, what if God was a her, right? Would I cheat on her? Would I do things? And in that whole song, Faithful to the End, Common is like, if, if, if God is a her, then I would treat women, di- would I treat mm. women differently? Mm-hmm. Would I would I be so willing to objectify them? Would I be so willing to marginalize them? Mm-hmm. And so what she's trying to do in this book is deconstruct yes. our thinking 
of the oppressed, mm-hmm. our thinking of God and how we treat women, mm-hmm. right? And how we, you know, if you paint God as a white male, of course, you're going to give access and you're going to be okay with whatever the white male Christian does. But it's it's also, in addition to what you're saying, it almost makes it seem as though... The image of the white male God, we compare it to the white man, right? Yeah. A white male, right? And so how we have been conditioned to honor, respect the white man, right? Let's go to, to slavery, right? Let's go through the, the, the things of history and how this entire nation was formed, right? It's in this way of there is a what is it called the structure the caste system the caste system right of sorts is like it it it, it like because it looks like we honor the man that looks like god and so it's almost like we're we've we're beholden to all things that look like the God that we have been conditioned to accept. Right. And and not just in church, outside of church, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, we were talking and I was, you know, discussing how uh, back in the days when they used to do global evangelism and they would say, you know, let's send Americans over to Africa right. or over to, you know, global south, whatever right. country it was and to preach and to take those images and to preach them. When they first started doing that thing, take Americans over there, that was taking white men over there. Mm -hmm. Because they weren't letting women go over there and preach. They were taking white men over there. Then Mm -hmm. they started opening it up and us black preachers start to get to start doing it. But when we went over there, we went with the white images of Jesus. Yeah. Right? So you have this conditioning of just seeing white and holiness. Mm-hmm. And there's also the conditioning of seeing black as unholy. Right. Black as dirty. Mm-hmm. And then you have the even worse conditioning as black women. Right. As dirtier. Yeah. Loose. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. And that's what I think she called that the Jezebel stereotype or the Jezebel's myth that says that um, the uh, our white counterparts White women will be seen as modest, especially when it came to sexual purity. They were homemakers. They were um, essentially accepted, even though they weren't as, you know, the same with with white white men. Um, they were much higher than black women. And so with the Jezebel stereotype, she was talking about how for black women, it's almost like we are always objectified we're looked at as um these sexual beings right um that uh that 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 the slave master like she goes into how like slave masters will be using women's bodies for just pleasure right and so in this Jezebel stereotype piece like she's just comparing to to say like how as black women like we are at the bottom of the totem pole. And when we think about God, right? When we think about God, it's almost like sometimes it, it feels like 
we're forgotten, right? Because the images, the things that we hear, the things that we see inside the church, outside of the church does not necessarily, it does not glorify us in, in that positive way. Like she told a story about how it was this, um, this church that needed a, a praise and worship uh, a music minister or something like that. And it was a white church. And so the guy asked her, the pastor asked her, can you please like recommend someone to help us out? And she actually um, didn't even say the name of the person or, or maybe she did say the name of the person. And she was like, actually, it's this 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 black woman that I know that I want to recommend or something like that. I may be telling the story. Um, <laughs> I may not be telling it. Uh, uh, correctly, but essentially the pastor turned around and said, um, oh, if it's a black woman, if she's a black woman, I don't want her leading um, praise and worship because she's going to sleep with all the musicians. Right. And it's that automatic uh, stereotype for us that we're, we're, we're our bodies, like our little girls, their bodies are, you know, uh, seen as too mature. Right. And we have to tell our little girls how to sit, how to, how to, how to kind of cover their bodies when the, 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 the bulk of that, uh, responsibility should be on the man. Right. And so, whew, I know I said a lot, but essentially, <laughs> That piece about the Jezebel stereotype and what she talked about was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And the book, from what we've gathered so much, is really pushing us to see the feminine characteristics of God. Mm -hmm. To see the womanist characteristics of God. That if he is the God of all people, if he's a... Uh, the God that created men and women who was mm -hmm. touched with our very own infirmities, mm -hmm. then he cannot simply be in tune with just men. He is in tune with women as well. Yes. So this is my deconstruction that just happened. Whenever I thought about God, I always saw God as the God of the oppressed. Mm -hmm. I always saw, but when I pictured God, I pictured God as the migrant who is at the border. I pictured God as the homeless person, mm -hmm. I picture God behind bars. But here's the thing. I always pictured God as the man that is at the border. Mm. God is the homeless man. God is the man in prison. I've never, ever imagined God to see the image of God or to my perception of God mm. as the woman who is incarcerated, mm. as the woman who is homeless, as the and even in my preaching, like we were talking about how revolutionary would it have been if I preached from a perspective of saying mm -hmm. she opens doors for me. Mm. She made a way out mm. of no way. Mm. She continues to open the eyes of the blind. Because here's the thing. While Elohim is a masculine noun form of God, Shekinah is the divine feminine. Mercy. So when you say the Shekinah glory of God rests upon us, it is the feminine attribute of My God. God present. So God is both. God, God can be a black woman. Wow. Right. And so, you know, what does that deconstruction mean as well? Because we never preach or teach that in the fact that God is always he, 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 mm -hmm. you know, because my own de de deconstruction is that when I make appeals, I don't say your father is calling you. Right. Because 
I can imagine that can be triggering to someone who has been molested by their father Mm -hmm. or someone who's just had a bad relationship with their father. So I've done that kind of deconstruction to say God is calling you. God wants to have relationship with you. But what would it take for me to get up and say she? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me let me. So as when we were talking about this earlier and you said that what you just said, what you just shared I told Jamie that seeing God in that way of she opening up doors like it it when he said it I automatically connected to it <laughs> in a way that I can't even express. It was almost like I was saying Wait, <laughs> not that I didn't know that God cares for me. God loves me that he got he right that I've been taught is not to say that it's just to see like in the in Hebrews four, verse 15, I think it was where it says like the high priest, whatever he was. He, he what is it? He was touched, touched with our infirmities don't, or don't have a high priest who is not touched with our infirmities. He was tempted in all ways. But yet he did not sin. But he did not sin. So it's almost like, yes, like just thinking about she opened doors. (laughs) She parted the Red Sea like that in itself is healing as a black woman in a country that says that I am not even like I'm nothing right treated like nothing right when we think about our bodies right when we think about uh, women who are pregnant in America black women who are pregnant in America and the kind of care that they receive we receive we talk about black women in our bodies we have to advocate we gotta we have to advocate so much more than our white counterparts right and there's just so much more that I can go through in terms of how we are respected in the workplace how we are valued or undervalued right when we think about our when we think about who we are like we are strong black and and we can't we can't break or look like we're about to break because it's almost like no black women can't do that we can't show weakness and just to think just to kind of connect with God in that way to know yes yes you care about even me the this black woman mm-hmm. like when I, when we were when i was reading the book and she was just talking about christ and it's not to say that god is necessarily a, a, a female like how i was seeing it was like he's not necessarily female but he has female char- characteristics like he has to if he was tried as we were then he has to have a heart for women right it's just like god has given a man with emotions right society says don't show those emotions because you look like you're weak but those emotions are innate and so it's almost like yo why can't we see god or connect with god in the feminine right because who taught us that we can't right well the reason and so even like in our talking we use he a lot and we understand why we use he because only men were able to write the Bible. Only men were able to That's translate right. it. Only men were there able were no to... women sitting at those at those tables talking right. about like let's transcribe this thing. Right. And so I think what I think what's important for us is that I'm learning not to 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 what's the word to um, what's the word I'm looking for to commit gender to God. It's God, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be hard because. 
When I read the Bible, it's always he, he, he. But I understand why it's always he, 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 because only men were allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, women were just for reproduction. Mm-hmm. Women were second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and what I also understand about the book that I get that I'm getting from and I need to continue to read it is is picturing God as an oppressed person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how can we. How can we see God as an individual who is looked down upon and to identify with Mm -hmm. that God in our own person and in our own being and who we are? So God can be the migrant Mm -hmm. at the at the border, at the border. Mm -hmm. Right. God can be the woman who is incarcerated is the image of God is in that person mm-hmm. and that image like I'm not going to put a male mm-hmm. image inside of a woman that's right right I'm not going to do that I'm going to say you are the image of God you are the walking embodiment mm-hmm. but I do agree that it's not fair to attach to God white maleness right and it's 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 a it's I believe I believe embracing that lie is the greater sin of continuing to promote and continuing to push that image constantly throughout the church when everyone knows it's not true. Mm-hmm. But because it's white and it's male, we ain't going to say nothing about mm-hmm. it because there's also this anti-blackness work that we need to do because of the fear of speaking up, yes. the fear of being called out, the fear of not being accepted, the fear of all this stuff. Because I call, I look at the Black Caucus, right? Mm-hmm. The regional conference presidents, and I always sit down and wonder why they keep, why do I see them using these slides yeah. of white Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or like making a statement like we need to reject this lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we need to start really doing some real de- deconstructing work, decolonization work within our own selves mm-hmm. and that our own anti-black because it shouldn't. I'm, I'm just saying it shouldn't offend someone if you come to me, if you came to me and you said God is a black woman. Mm-hmm. I should be like, OK, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like I wasn't offended when I was listening to Common and he was rapping. He was like, what if God is a her? Mm-hmm. I wasn't offended when. Uh, Andre 3000 in his song and then he ended the song by saying amen and then he said oops I'm sorry a lady <laughs> bars <laughs> yeah 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 you're right it shouldn't be but because of the way that our minds have been conditioned and um, constructed to only think of God as this one way it causes people people to be uncomfortable just like if you go against the grain if you go and do something that i don't know piercing your ears (laughs) right there's going to be people that are going to be anti-jewelry right Mm -hmm. opposed to it being yo it's your body do whatever it is that you feel that is between you and god at the end of the day it's not between you me god it's between you and god I liken it to this topic that we're talking about. Yes, it's hard. It's a hard topic. Like it's, it is a, as you say, it's a process of deconstructing what you've been conditioned to doing or feeling or being. That is, that is the difficult part. I remember when I asked you about, you know, what do you see? And you said what you saw and you were like, I was just like, yo, how did you, how did you, how did you come here? Jamie said, I've done the work. I'm doing the work. 
right, of deconstructing the image that has been kind of like propaganda, propaganda um, in our in our minds um, and in our churches that we grew up in. Um, and so he's like, he's done the work. And I'm like, OK, so a work needs to be done within yourself. Um, and again, I just want to make sure that I enforce that point of this is not this is not <laughs> Carlene and Jamie is just that we're Carlene and Jamie on a journey and um, understanding that this thing might be a little bit difficult for some people to kind of push through because it's it's it literally jars everything within you to say y'all wrong <laughs> stop that right now and go ahead and do something or talk about something else and I get it I completely get it we are not offended in any way um, but I what I will say is to your point that you just made Let's go ahead and be okay with wherever someone is. Yeah. In their journey and in their process in terms of how they view God. Because at the end of the day, is that relationship with God, your relationship with God, not my relationship with God, but it's your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So I have this question for you now. So understanding and reading, you know, we're not done with the book, but is there a shift in how you view yourself in light of God and your mm-hmm. relationship with God? Mm-hmm. But just, you know, just just from what you've already gleaned um, from the book yeah. so, thus far. Yeah, there's definitely a shift. I think I expressed some of it already, mm-hmm. um, but there's already a shift where I feel um when I read the Bible, like I don't have to read it with one lens, the lens that I've been reading it for years. Like I can turn it into whatever it is that I feel in that moment that it needs to be or how I how I view God, how I relate to God, how God relates to me in those spaces. Um, but it's impacted me. Um, and also teaching our girls going beyond just me, but teaching our girls how to, how to be able to deconstruct even at this age. And I think we, we've started the work with them since they were kids, like babies. Like we, we were very reluctant to buy Bibles, kid children's Bibles with the white male God. Right. And we would always tell them, we see this image. This is the image that this illustrator decided to um, paint, draw Jesus. But understand that this is their interpretation of how they see Jesus. But this does not have to be your interpretation of how you see Jesus. This is yeah. like they were babies. Yeah, I I, <laughs> um, always, I, always, I don't know who that guy is. With, uh, right, with he's a stranger. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> As some dude, they pay, they be right. paying to be on pictures. I don't know who he is. Essentially. So I think it has really impacted the work that we continue to do with Caitlin and Amber and um, just continuing to just feel seen. Yeah, because even by the, God, even the um the so-called black Jesus, 
that they put on the All cover. Right. It's just he a, still looks European. You said a, a what did you say? You this said a brown a, crayon, a, a brown crayon, caramel colored. color crayon. <laughs> it just colored over the white Jesus. Like, oh my god! Like your mom had an afro, right? And some some afro sheen and a right. jerry curl, like, right? But even but you know, I'm just kidding. Like that, those things don't make you black. But um, I was thinking like you know about even my own deconstruction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like even the stereotypical norms that are placed upon me as a male, mm-hmm. right? And what I have to do and even me not seeing the feminine the feminine side of God, mm-hmm. right? The nurturing and and, that, and here's the thing, let me, that's deconstructing. The feminine side of God doesn't have to be nurturing, doesn't have to be motherly. Mm-mm. It can be the opening doors, the the, the, the making strong. a way out of no way strong you know it can be Absolutely. all of that but to understand that neither male nor female like we can't just narrow down and just say that is that that he is god he mm-hmm. is bigger oh here it is mm-hmm. he is bigger than our social constructs of gender identity and gender norms that's it right there and now we will end the show <laughs> That's it right now. Go go ahead and say that again, please. Because no, that's it. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> Can we rewind? Because <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah. That's so, so, exactly. Ooh, I wish we could rewind. Yeah. That is but it. But it's recorded. So you got Courtney. Courtney on here. She is a Bible scholar. Clearly. Because, yeah, yeah I want to actually get to the comments because yeah. there's so many of them coming through. Um, but um, she says of the f- over 2000 times it's used in the Old Testament Elohim also is used to refer to the one true God, but also generically to gods and goddesses. So though parsed, it's male plural. It's not really gendered. Think about when people say man or mankind. Elohim is able to be applicable to God being not gendered. That's right. Right. So it, but but that's not. But so thank you for providing that. Yes. Me, but that's not taught. And that's not explained. And I think no. that's a knowledge that theologians share. You and I that have, you know, gone through seminaries and have done that kind of work. That knowledge isn't shared. And even the whole, the, the divine feminine of God, Shekinah, right? Mm-hmm. It's always within the context of male, 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 male. And I think that it's important for us to to do that. And I, I really want to harp on God is a black woman because of the it is the reaction to God being a white male to seeing God as a black woman, mm-hmm. the most oppressed right. and rejected at the bottom group, of the totem pole, bottom totem pole. and to honor, to honor that, to honor that, that honor that honor black women. Right. And what a I, way know, to honor black women. Right. And I also feel, too, that when we begin to honor and begin to respect the beauty and who black women are. Once you start fighting for social justice issues for black women, mm-hmm. everybody benefits. Yeah. All women benefit. Yeah. You know, when you when you start fighting for maternal care and when mm-hmm. you start fighting for health care, when you start fighting for black women's rights, everybody benefits from it. Mm-hmm. And not only using black women to fix everything. That's right. Like I was sharing with Carlene. Oftentimes, when you see a black woman come into leadership, it's sometimes, unfortunately, after a male has messed it up. Mm -hmm. And we always bring in the black woman to clean it up. 
Mm-hmm. You know that black that women are always coming part. behind, cleaning stuff up, fixing stuff up. They got to take over everything that we mess up. They got to come in and take it over. And so how do we honor? How do we respect? How do we lift up and amplify the voices of black, black women? women? Marvin poses a really good question. He says, I get the premise of this book and because of the the value of non-white people and culture by the colonial authorities that have decided their supremacy is king. I have a question. How important is it for other races, non-black and white? Uh, is it also important for other races to think that Jesus's race um, race it, and or of their culture? I think it's important. I think it's important to. So here it is. I think it's important for people to identify with Jesus in their own their own race or their own persona and even in their own culture. Like she brought up that point um, about the appearance of Jesus, mm-hmm. that it's not just in Jerusalem, that there have been instances of uh, Christodom or I forgot the exact word that she used of the appearance of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, to to limit Jesus as just a person is mm-hmm. like saying the only time the Holy Spirit shows up is as a dove. dove. So that's to say that we're only right. seeing the Holy Spirit as a as an animal, right. essentially and, as a bird. Right. And so she's like Christ has shown up in various cultures and various places. They, they refer to that. There's a specific term that's referred to that that she uses in her book. So I think it's important that we do see Jesus and identify him within our own race and our own space. I think the issue is that within Western society within America, Jesus is viewed as a white male American. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem because now that's nationalism mm-hmm. and that's not Christianity or that's not that's not who Jesus is because a white male American is identified with uh, January 6th. Right. He has now been identified with uh, slavery. He mm-hmm. has now been identified with the KKK, mm-hmm. he has been kidnapped and mm-hmm. he has been usurped into mm-hmm. becoming the God of white nationalism mm-hmm. and not the God of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think oppressed groups and all those groups, you, they should be able to identify God within their context and within their identity to find liberation. Yeah. In this Jesus who mm-hmm. is oppressed, mm-hmm. whether male or female, however they identify with them. I think they're, I think that we need to clearly point out the fact that the Jesus that is celebrated in America is not the Jesus that we read about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It is the white Jesus, not the right Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to as you were talking, I thought about what she said about um, the piece of when you see the men that, like she said that um, George Washington Trump and even Joe Biden, like she talked through, like these are images that we see. These are the only people, right? I think the chapter was in God, we do not trust, right? Mm -hmm. Like the God, the American God, the God that is okay with, um, 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 what is it? Electing a misogynist, uh, 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 Right. A, 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 a male that. A, a, a clearly individual who is 
who has no relationship with any kind of church or faith or spirituality. So the, so the thing what came to mind for me was, you know, maybe they're not praying to the same God I'm praying to. Right. Because then uh, her question was that she poses, like, where is God in all of this? Right. Um, our, our, uh, we see uh, black men um, are beaten and killed by police officers. Like we're seeing all these things happening. And so it's almost like, how could you claim to be a God follower or a follower of God and still be as evil as you are? Right. Like, are you praying to the same God that I'm praying to? I'm like, no, nah, I want to pray to the the the, the black woman. Um, you know, the, the, the God is a woman, um, in, uh, in comparison to the, um, the white male God, right? Because the white male God is showing me that, um, or, or almost like these are people that are, um, uh, using this image as a way to, um, I don't know, to, what's the word I'm looking for? To push their to agenda, push their agendas, to get what they want, exactly. to justify wars, yes. killing people, all yes, of that. Yes, exactly. Know. So it's almost like, I don't want to, I don't I don't think we're praying to the same God because this God that you have idolized or allowed us to idolize in that way, um, it's not for me. He's not for me, right? Because if he was for me, then we would not be seeing the injustices and all that we're seeing, right? But I want to. I, I, I want to, to 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 focus on the femininity of of God that really cares for the least of these. And I'm not saying that male masculinity doesn't care for the least of these. I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm saying is this masculine male God is something that I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. And I love what uh, Courtney said. Like, so I know her as Courtney because we went to high school Sorry. together. But Courtney, Did you put up her comment Yeah, as when well? she was like, it's, it's crazy that it's easy for people to see God as a bird, but they can't see him as a black mm. woman. <laughs> That's good, Courtney. Right. Oh, I'm gonna put it up one more time. That is very wow. To see a God represented as a bird. Like you, I'm sure you could put pictures all over the church about God as a bird, but do not put no picture of His God as a black. But woman. I think the, I, I think what it speaks to is our how it's it's almost like brainwashing. Yeah. Like how like anyone but a black woman, right. like. Right. Anyone else like yeah. we'll accept anything else. But a black woman. Mm -mm. Yeah, nah. it speaks to Ooh, Jesus. It speaks to narratives about black women. The welfare queen during the Reagan administration mm. was a trope on black women. Mm. Right. That's where welfare queen came from. And, you know, they used that and attached it to black women. So black women were called welfare queen. We were talking earlier. You mentioned it, how our daughters Black girls are not viewed as little girls. Mm -hmm. They're viewed older than they actually are. Mm -hmm. And they're treated that way too, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like these these tropes, these monikers, these, these narratives. And don't say, I'm not going to say hip hop music is, isn't complicit with it, but it didn't start with hip hop music. Mm, it started with slavery? Slavery and yeah, and going back as far as soon as the invention of race, right? And just like how to devalue, how to devalue people. The black women, right? the black woman. Right, it, it, yeah, so you know, I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm not removing hip hop's responsibility right. in it, but I'm not also attributing that it's hip hop's fault why black women are you know, narratives objectified. about objectified. Like, yeah. Black women get B and H word treatment 
and you don't even have to call them that in mm-hmm. America, in mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not just America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we going all over the place, but yo, let me say this. Uh, uh, we have reached out to Dr. Christina Cleveland. And so we're hoping that she would be willing to be a guest on our show and that y'all could ask all the questions y'all want to ask her. So, you know, hopefully she'll come through and we could interview her and ask her questions about this revolutionary piece of work. And like, even when she talked about, you could see her videos on YouTube when she talked about how she started writing for Christianity Today Mm -hmm. and how she was, pushing it and how Christianity today was even pushing back against her. Oh yeah, she said she got hate messages. She said she usually gets it, but when they were sent to her home and it was like death death threats um, and all the like because she wrote an article about um, I I forgot what she wrote. Do you remember what she wrote? She wrote an article about God and black women or something to that nature. But if you go on YouTube, if you type in Dr. Christina Cleveland, you type in her name on YouTube, you'll see the video. And she has a she has a name for um Christianity today. I forgot what name it was, but it was almost like to the extent of preserving Christianity or Christianity <laughs> forever. It's like basically saying like don't 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 change up what we know as Christianity with your new crazy ideas. Like right. leave it the leave way it, the it way is. It is. So, right. And yeah. so she was challenging against that. But um but yeah. I wanna um there's something that you said regarding, you know, with me and this on this journey. There was something you said about the free someone people that are free, like free thinkers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, about my uh Oppression comes with uh, oppression. People who want to oppress you don't want you to be able to think. Mm-hmm. So people who want to control the way you think will also control what you read and will also control your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is like and I think that can be one of the problems within religion that there's no opportunities for us to have conversations like this. And well, let me not say no opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there are opportunities, but sometimes conversations like this, these aren't welcomed, right? Like a converse, a AY about this isn't welcome because I'm assuming nine times out of 10, your pastor is probably going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we think about being able to think, I always like I say, if it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. Right. And I'm love being able to challenge what I've been taught and challenge what I've been told and make sure that it's true for mm-hmm. me and that mm-hmm. it will be able to stand. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, you know, I think it's always important for us to. Yeah. A colonized mind is a conquered mind. Mm. Um, and so, I, you know, I just love the fact that we have this platform and I mean, we are not trying to use this platform to impose upon you. Matter of fact, you all adults. Right. Y'all think for y'all <laughs> It's not. We, we not, can't tell y'all what we to We not do. in Sabbath was, school. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the jewelry episode we did. And they were like, these are two people trying to influence and make it okay to wear jewelry. Bruh, I can't tell these adults what to do. They Do whatever y'all want to do. Do y'all, whatever y'all you Y'all make want. your own informed decisions. We're yeah. just, we just want to be able to talk about stuff. Yeah. Without, Freely. yeah, without constraint of, you can't talk about it because 
the moment you talk about it is almost like this fear that comes over Christians that when you talk about something or you expose something to people that you are afraid that they're going to what (laughs) be closer to God or they're going to um, leave the church. Right. That shouldn't be the fear at all. Jeroy said, pastors go to AY. No, pastors do not go to AY, <laughs> but they do be controlling that thing. Yeah, I think that's the piece, right? Like, I, I think I'm just tired of the, the scare tactics um, and really being able to challenge what I've been taught, what I've learned and why I do what I do. Yeah. I wouldn't have lived in the freedom of to be able to, to free my mind of whatever and for me to not use it as a as a as a as a as a mode to try to convict people or try to change hearts nah it's it's more or less like where i am i'm gonna say me i'm sharing in this on my i'm sharing we're sharing i should say we we're sharing this in in this space we share um in a way where we're just literally it's like we're just bringing you guys into our home (laughs) our living room our conversations this is exactly what it is because this is exactly what it will be us literally going back and forth and just talking about all the things um but i think that there's just so much freedom in just leaning on god and leaning not to our own understanding (laughs) right like Allowing God to direct and lead, right? Just to be open to it. Right. That's it. And our own professional, personal development. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's yep. it. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> and yo, so our time is up. I do want to let the folks know that um, we're going to be moving the the replays of the episodes oh. to YouTube. <laughs> we moving. Where are we going? <laughs> right. To YouTube so that you guys can go over there and catch the replays. But we'll leave it up for the weekend. But you're going to start because well, we want to edit it and make it real nice so that, you know, when you watch it again, you'll be able to watch it comfortably and it'll look like a you know a broadcast and then also we just want to keep reminding you we have our podcast facts it's on apple it's on spotify carlene plus jamie do us a favor it will cost you nothing to like subscribe even on youtube carlene plus jamie um and we see the numbers going up we appreciate yeah, we you so like okay yeah, yeah we love it the more <laughs> yeah and, riding and if you rock with this uh episode and other episodes please feel free to share it and tell some people about it mm-hmm. uh, but thank you for joining us tonight shout out to the 37 people yeah, that you hung guys out hung with us. strong tonight y'all, y'all and i know this time this conversation was um this conversation was just like oof this was this was a lot but yeah. you know hopefully we'll be able to because i'm still reading the book i'm still in the process of reading it um and i can't wait to see what else she has to say and hope maybe <laughs> the more i the more we're in it the more we'll share with you guys and just kind of like again bring you all into the conversation so that you guys could um you guys can can just be aware of all the things and see how God is going to to move in this space yep that's <laughs> it so yo this is Carlene and this is Jamie peace peace out <laughs>